0: Hi, and welcome to the first episode of The Fix from Ryburn 6th, our brand new podcast for students at Ryburn and beyond who are thinking about their future.
1: I'm your host, Amber, in Year 12.
0: And I'm Morgan from Year 13.
1: We'll be bringing you podcasts on loads of different topics of interest to you, from looking in-depth at courses and careers to getting advice on real-life issues.
0: You can find The Fix on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Ryburn 6th website. So if you like what you hear today, leave us a good review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
1: Please do, that would really help us out.
0: So, hello Amber. Morgan. Hi, it's uh, episode one. <laughs> We're really doing this, right?
1: I know, I'm so excited about all this. So can you tell us a bit about what today's
0: episode is going to be on? Well, Ryburn Safe is offering a new science BTEC course for next September in Forensic Investigation.
1: Yeah, I've heard of that. I'm a big fan of Crime Junkie and Serial myself, so this sounds potentially awesome. Do you learn about how to miraculously interpret a few tiny blood splatters and a curious footprint to stun everyone with your amazing powers of deduction and solve the riddle of a mysterious murder? Can you become the next Hercule Poirot?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, kind of. Uh, There's a bit more than that, though. Well, I spoke to Ryburn's Miss Kramer, who will be teaching the new course. And we also have an interview she did with a senior CSI supervisor from West Yorkshire Police, someone whose job actually involves investigating crime scenes of murder. We should add a trigger warning here, as he does talk about a few gory topics and about working with victims of violent crime and domestic abuse. So if you're listening with kids or not cool with that, you might want to skip the second half. Chris also gave us so much insight into what a career in crime scene investigation or forensic science is all about, and where our new courses could lead you.
1: So we're basically making a true crime podcast today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess we are.
1: Excellent. Okay, let's hear the first interview.
0: Hi. Hi. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. Very excited to come to you today.
0: Well, I'm very excited to find out a lot more about uh, this new subject. Um, now, I think a lot of people have uh, very different and very vague ideas of what forensics is. So could you tell us a little bit about what forensic investigation actually is? Yeah,
2: I completely agree. Lots of people have really got into it. There's loads of programs on TV that are based around forensics. There's things like Silent Witness, CSI and Coroner. Um, They're really interesting, and it's a really great way of getting a better idea of what goes on, but it shows a very small part of it. Um, So what we're hoping to do with this course is really delve into some of the more nitty-gritty details of how forensic science works from collecting samples, whether it be biological tissue samples or ballistics, things like that, and moving on to toponomy and entomology, which is looking at the science of decay. So it's not one for the squeamish. Um, but then also moving on to fire investigation as well, which is really interesting. What this course should hopefully do is show quite how much work goes into getting from the crime scene to the courtroom. It's very, very difficult. Um, There's lots of different people with lots of different specialisms who work in very specialist labs using very specialist equipment uh, in order to do that. And if we can start increasing uh, knowledge of what those skills are, Um, and hopefully preparing people for that kind of role because they're always recruiting.
0: Why are you wanting to take on teaching this course?
2: So my interest in forensics started quite early. I was probably about year eight when I was at school and started watching programs like Silent Witness. Um, So I went on to do my chemistry degree, which had a free elective in forensics, and it was definitely my most favorite part of my degree. Um, So I've been looking for a while to try and incorporate that. We touch on it a little bit lower down the school, but it's not really something that comes up much at GCSE. And we know it's something that people are interested in, so it's a nice way of um, offering that. And also, along with me having that background knowledge, our senior technician, Mrs Finch, has also got a forensic science degree, so we can draw on
0: her knowledge as well. This new course is going to be open to Uh, GCSE students that are going to move up to sixth form Um, so what kind of skills will they be learning and and will anything be familiar from what they were taught in GCSE science?
2: Yeah it's a really good next step from GCSE science it's open to any students who've achieved a grade five five in combined or grade five in triple science um, which means it's an option for students who've done either the higher tier or the foundation tier. Um, which is not something that we can say for A-level. So it's really a great opportunity for everybody to consider. It builds on some of the content from GCSE, biology, chemistry and physics. It's an extension of the course that we currently do. So there are modules on biology, chemistry and physics. There's modules on practical investigation skills. They do lots of practical work as part of the coursework. There's three forensics modules as well. Um, so it follows on really nicely.
0: Would you suggest any other A-level courses that we have here that would complement it? Well,
2: definitely the number one that stands out is Criminology, which is already a really popular course and really successful outcomes from that. Some students do other A-level sciences alongside, but some do photography, some do music, some do politics, some do English literature. It's, it complements everything. Sounds a bit of a cop-out answer, but it's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it sounds absolutely amazing. Um, how do you think it will shape how upcoming scientists in sixth form will Can kind of have a view on uh, of their future career?
2: I hope that it makes them look at science slightly differently. I think the pandemic's made the general public do that anyway. I think we have a much greater respect for the work that scientists do, both in terms of research and in terms of sharing the information and making things presented in a way that the general public can understand. All science, forensic science is no different to this, is about the evidence. It's about based on the evidence we've got now, this is what we think. And until something changes within that evidence, and it does because we keep making new discoveries all the time. So science isn't as concrete as people think it is and I really want people to understand that. I think having a better fundamental knowledge of science helps everybody, just gives you a much better grounding and understanding of the world around you and why things work the way they do, and why things are the way they are. Even if people don't go on to a science career, they still have that understanding.
0: You're listening to The Fix.
2: From
1: Ryburn 6. Miss Kramer is just such an enthusiastic teacher, isn't she?
0: She really is. I'm kind of sad that I'm in year 13 and we'll be able to choose these courses.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think we learnt a couple of new words in there, Morgan. What were those?
0: Well, you're going to have to bear with me here. Uh, taphonomy and entomology, I believe they are, uh, they're both about the study of kind of what happens to bodies or organisms when they decay. So tophonomy is about uh, how a body decays and entomology looks at uh, insects that might move into the body and, and enter the, the body kind of becomes part of their life cycle. And scientists can use that to figure out how long a body has been there or when on where someone had died.
1: That's gross, but strangely interesting. I wonder what it'd be like to work on that. Luckily enough, our next interviewee on today's show can tell us all about that. He's a senior CSI supervisor for Bradford and Calderdale and has worked in the field for nearly 20 years now, including on lots of really serious cases. If you're interested in what a crime scene investigator and a forensic scientist actually do, I think
2: you'll find this fascinating. (laughs) We're really lucky today, we're joined um, by Chris who works as a CSI Supervisor for West Yorkshire Police. Um, so, it's nice to meet you. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into your role within the police.
3: Hi, my name is Chris Willoughby, I'm a CSI Supervisor with West Yorkshire Police. I'm based at Bradford Police Station uh, and I cover Bradford District and Calderdale District. So my current role, I'm a CSI supervisor, so I run a team of CSIs and vehicle examiners. Um, I started out at the, at the basic entry level, which at the time was what's called a SOCO. We were called Scenes of Crimes Officers a long time ago. Um, I came into that essentially straight from university. Uh, my background is in bioarchaeology and forensic anthropology. Oh, wow. I came to university in Bradford, so I hung around because West Yorkshire is a big, busy force. It's yep. a good place to work. Um, and I was lucky enough to get one of the first posts I applied for.
2: That's amazing. So uh,
3: that was in 2004, Um, and since then I've spent about uh, 12 years as a a SOCO, and then another six, six and a half years as a supervisor. My role's changed a lot from being allowed to go out to scenes, whereas now I'll only go to the the most serious offences. I'll go to murders, stranger rapes, um, firearms discharges, things like that.
2: Okay. So what's the day-to-day life of a SOCO
3: like? So you, your entry level posts where we have what we call um, CSI vehicle examiners and CSIs. So the difference between them is the vehicle examiners only go to our road to garages where we recover any vehicle that's a recovered stolen vehicle or if it's a vehicle that's been used in any sort of criminal offence Okay. rather than examining them at the roadside. It's better to have them taken somewhere else in where we can secure them and we can work on them indoors. Yeah. So it's better preservation of the evidence. The difference with the CSI is a CSI is a shift worker so they'll work either a day shift or a late shift they'll work weekends and they'll be deployed out front line face-to-face with victims of crime predominantly burglaries and theft from vehicles and injury photographs okay and um, but they'll deal with what we call volume crime offenses so it's probably 95 percent of the work we have is volume crime it's things like burglary theft and um, your common assault uh, actual body harm assaults with any injuries that are less severe than a broken nose or a broken okay. finger.
2: So they're not the people you see on the news with the white suits and the blue
3: shoe colours. Um, unlikely. They'd be right. more likely to be our senior CSIs okay. or people like myself, supervisors.
2: So you had a really interesting degree by the sounds of it. What types of backgrounds do other people have who come into
3: So career? um All sorts, to be honest. You don't have to have a degree. Um, okay. You can come straight into us with A-levels, B-techs, HNDs, things like that. Um, There's nothing wrong with having a degree. It may help put your head a little bit higher up um, in terms of uh, some of your background knowledge. But essentially, a CSI, the difference between us and a forensic scientist is we're generalists. So we need to know enough about everything to know what's going to be useful and relevant and how to preserve it, rather than if you're going to be a forensic biologist and you want to do blood pattern analysis and DNA profiling, and they work in the lab 99.9% 99.9% of the time, they'll come out to scenes when we request them. So, you know, for example, if, if someone's punched in the face um, and it splits their lip open yes. and there's some blood spray then up against the wall where they were hit, right. I can understand that and I know what a biologist would need to deal with that. Yeah, But if that same assault carries on for another five minutes and there's cast-off blood, impact spatter, projected blood in multiple directions at multiple points within a scene then That's we'd love to have expert, the thing. scientists come because they can understand it better and interpret it, what it means better to yeah. help my investigation and present the evidence of court in a more professional way than I could. What's
2: your favourite thing about your job?
3: I think probably variety. You could just do burglaries all day, every day, mm-hmm. but each one's different. Yeah. Even if it's the same suspect with the same MO, the people you meet in, the place they're in, everything is a little bit different, so there's always a bit of variety and change. Forensic science is far more monotonous. It's one room, one task, day after day after day after day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would just be doing microscopy looking for fibres or cutting swabs up to put them in an automated profiling
2: process. all the TV shows about forensics always make it look so incredibly varied. And they go in the lab and they're an expert on fibres. And the next thing, they're an expert on blood spatter. And the next thing, they're an expert on ballistics and all of that. And then they're going out in the field and doing it. And I, I do say that to students because it's obviously forensics is a, a really popular degree option for a lot of our students here. It's a, it's a great course, it's really interesting but just be aware that the reality of the job is that people sort of go into their specialisms don't they? Yeah. Um, but for that you have experts who provide a really important service. Um, do you have much contact with the public as part of your role?
3: One thing you definitely need to have in CSI, you must be able to communicate with people. Yeah. And you Inter- meet interpersonal people communication when skills.
2: In a really vulnerable time I suppose as yeah. well aren't you got to be so sensitive to that.
3: Yeah, I mean you can you can deal with people who are, are absolutely distraught, you know, I sometimes have to go and speak with parents who've lost children.
0: Oh,
3: of um or um victims of sexual offenses and things. Things are really traumatic. Some burglary victims are inconsolable. Um likewise you'll be dealing with suspects in custody who don't like you, <laughs> um, you might be dealing with victims of crime who are criminals themselves, might not be your biggest fans as well, so you've got to be able to talk and, and gauge what a person's like yeah. and figure out how to communicate with them and get across what needs doing.
2: That's a really high pressure environment, is there a really good support network for you then because that's really mentally taxing?
3: Yes. Uh, um, Training at the moment, and I, I can only speak for Yorkshire and Humber for this, but the way we train, um, you'd do an internal training course which lasts seven weeks, um, which is basic knowledge of um, your basic principles of forensic science. So, things like your locales principle, factors that affect transfer material, factors that affect the retention of that material after an offence, and how best to recover it. Um, and then it focuses a lot on our standard operating procedures, which at the moment just cover. Um, fingerprint enhancement and recovery footwear enhancement and recovery photography of those marks mm-hmm. swabbing for cellular material saliva blood as DNA sources um, uh, casting of footwear marks in uh, soft surfaces or in snow
2: yeah
3: uh, and report writing so we'll give you those basic skills and then when you've come out of that training you'll be with a mentor um, and they'll build you up keep your knowledge growing help you apply the standard operating procedures in the real world because we don't work in the lab sometimes you've got to adapt that procedure yeah, or you've yeah sure, because to... every
2: situation is going to be that little bit different yeah, yeah
3: yeah absolutely you need to be curious and you need to ask questions all the time your information gathering is key you have to be able to get everything possible in terms of information to understand what's relevant within the scene and uh, that's another skill that the mentor helps you develop because it's really easy for anyone once they've been trained, they can go and get DNA from anything footwear, fingerprints, something forensic. But it needs to be relevant. Mm-hmm. It needs to actually help the inquiry identify leads. Yeah. Um, at volume cool. crime, what we're doing is identifying people for cops to go out and what we call TIE trace interview and eliminate. Right. Um, because 90, 90% of volume crime, there are no witnesses. We don't know who, who's done it. Mm-hmm. So we need to get some names into the system to try and identify suspects.
2: Yeah. Have you got any particularly memorable cases that you've worked on that you're that you able Oof. to talk about anyway?
3: Yeah, all sorts, to be <laughs> fair. There's all sorts. Um, like I said, I've, I've been really lucky because I work in West Yorkshire, so it's a big, busy force, and Bradford District, where I'm based, is a big, busy district with some sure. really unusual things um, that happen in terms of criminality as well. So, uh, I mean, I've I've done all kinds of murder investigations and things I've been involved the investigation to Sharon Beshenitsky's murder. Right, um, I remember that Joe one. The Joe Cox murder.
0: Right,
3: yeah, remember that um, one. The terrorism raids after the London bombings in 2007. I was involved with those. Um,
2: yeah, some big ones.
3: There's, yeah, there's a lot. There's, t- there's too many to name. Um, and all of them have been really interesting.
2: And finally, what advice would you give to any of our students who are looking at a career working in either forensic science or more your
3: super role. In terms of CSI, like I said, really big things as a person you can work on are Verbal communication skills and written communication skills because our report writing is massive now. Yeah, you need to be patient, you need to have a logical approach to things as well. They're both really important, so there's there's no, um, you know, I, I try to put time pressure on people to so say mm-hmm. you must get it done because I need you to go and do another one, I want you to do the job you're at right, come away saying. I've definitely got everything from there. I've not missed anything in terms of practical skills. Obviously, if you're on the course, you're going to learn some basic skills that you're going to need and find useful. Um, photography is a massive thing as well because right. the first part of your actual documentation of the scene yeah. at your exam is photography. We photograph everything. It is a hands-on practical job. You've got yeah. to, you know you've got to be willing to get in and get dirty and sometimes work in unpleasant places. Particularly as you become a senior CSI and you're dealing with more serious offences and, and deaths and things. So you need that physical and mental resilience then as well you're going to work outside a lot so it doesn't matter that it's minus one at the minute outside Mm -hmm. i'll be going outside and working in it potentially for 12 16 hours
2: It's not an easy job that's really interesting thank you so much
3: no problem i'll
2: have to wrap it up there
1: so there you go That was such a good interview. I learned much more from that than an episode of Silent Witness.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing to chat to people with so much experience like this. They understand it so well, I can't get my head around it, honestly.
1: Yeah, me too, to be honest. And if you are interested in studying forensic investigation, take a look at the show notes for this podcast and you'll find tons more information, including some links that Chris and Miss Kramer suggested. You can always chat to Miss Kramer or Miss Finch and find out more.
0: Well, it seems like we're almost at the end of our first episode of this uh, new podcast.
1: We have indeed, and I really hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Morgan, tell them what's going to come up next.
0: Well, we've got amazing stuff in store for you guys. Next, we're going to be talking to students and, and staff for some advice and insights about dealing with revision and looking after yourself uh, while exams approach. Uh, we also have the Acting Academy uh, in-school club for some of the most amazing actors in the school. Where in the new year, they'll be putting on DNA and the importance of being earnest. So it will be amazing to talk to these guys.
1: I honestly can't wait. And remember, please leave a review if you enjoyed this podcast. And subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this from.
0: Thank you so much for listening to The Fix from and Sick.
1: Bye! Bye.